0: Welcome to this episode of the award-winning Best of the Left podcast. This is a sample of our recent bonus episode, usually only available to members. These episodes are comprised of our crew of researchers, Amanda and myself, all getting together for a roundtable discussion on topics that we find interesting. So here's a few minutes for free so you can know what all the fuss is about. We do have, um, like, some pretty... Good and interesting articles that we're, we're diving right into. So we have no time for nonsense. Uh, the first one is titled self-love is making us lonely. This is from time. And the article is about the, uh, the social phenomenon of, you know, in recent years, it's really ramped up. Like A lot of talk about the importance of self-love, self-care, all those kinds of things. Mental health, take care of yourself. You can't do anything else until you're taking care of yourself. All of that is good. And then capitalism got a hold of it, and that is always bad. I mean, like I guess there might be some exceptions, but um, if you're going to guess one way or the other, it's probably going to be bad. And so just from early on in the article, it says... To navigate the harsh terrain of radical individualism, self-love has emerged as our tool for survival, but it can come at a cost, especially when the type of self-love we turn to is the kind that has been manipulated by corporate ad campaigns and social media. In its commodified form, self-love is not really self-love at all. Instead, it's more like self-sabotage, convincing us to hyper-focus on ourselves and At the expense of connecting with others. And just the last point before I throw it open. Is that the article points out that self-love is not a new concept by any stretch. It goes back thousands of years. People have been talking about the importance of knowing yourself, loving yourself. So that you can connect with others. That's kind of the whole point of it. And yet the commodified version of self-love is Go do nice things for yourself very often by yourself to help you feel good from the burnout and uh, you know general shittiness of the world. And it completely misses the bit about how you're supposed to use your self-love to connect with others, um, primarily because having like a fun conversation with your friend isn't profitable for corporations.
1: <laughs> um I had a good laugh because maybe five minutes before we got on the call, I got an ad and it was self-care shopping with Target.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, my
2: God. Oh, my God. This is too, it's too much. (laughs) Nailed it. This is why nothing's funny anymore. Because it's too, it's too real. It's too on the nose. (laughs) Yeah. It is just
1: sad though. (laughs) So in my research for the next show that I'm doing, there was just like a study talking about isolation and like people feeling lonely and like how bad it's getting. And then to think that the messaging that's there for people is not to connect, not to go back to that like grounding place. And I feel like as kind of Jay pointed out a lot of the messaging that gets thrown around is things for you to do by yourself for yourself, and it also like this is just part of capitalism in general, where like to make hyper consumers, you have to make them very self indulgent, and you have to make them believe that mm-hmm. they can change anything about themselves, and you know there's a tool out there, you just have to buy the right one, right? <laughs> So I I think this is just another layer of that machinery. That's just anything that we have always gets taken over by capitalism because that's the world we live in. And unfortunately your mental health and your relationship with yourself, which is a such a weird thing, right? Like self-love is your relationship with yourself, how you see yourself. And it comes back to that, capitalist message of like, buy something, (laughs) spend your money to love yourself.
2: And I feel like you, you touched on something that, you know, we were trying to get away from being concerned about what everyone else thinks of us by focusing on being happy with yourself and like, you know, loving yourself as you are and not trying to change yourself for others. And Yet somehow we convert it into, and also you should judge yourself and you aren't really going to be happy unless you look in the mirror and see that you look like everyone else and are doing the same things as them to just which your body. <laughs> which, uh, I was just bitching about before we got on this call. Like they're selling corsets. Corsets are back. Waist trainers are back. Like, and this is part of like, it is an extension of the self-love thing. It's like, don't you want to be happy with your body? Like we can give you a corset and you can look like everyone else. <laughs> Thank you, Kim Kardashian. Um, so, you know, we're, we're not doing it right. <laughs> we're confusing putting your own mask on first, with, like live in your house, trying to paint yourself like a clown to make you look like everyone else outside. It's, it's a very deep problem. <laughs>
1: And for this, it's not like self-love is acceptance. It's self-love means to love yourself. You can just change these things. And right. then of course you'll, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll love that now. Right. Right.
0: There's a big change. Like in the last few years with, with this specifically, like women have been told that you don't look good enough for a long time. And here you should get these products. Men now are getting sold the same thing. I get to, I have gray in my beard. I'm
2: How dare you, Forty five. I
0: turned 46 this month. <laughs> yeah. And I get told pretty frequently, why don't you dye your beard? Like, because I don't want to. I'm fine with it. I'm okay with the way it looks. No way. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> per, I, oh, I holy shit. at least once a month, I get told. <laughs> Not always just by strangers, sometimes by family, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> I find that to be really interesting because so. I have let my hair just start to go gray. I'm not doing anything to it, mostly because I'm just lazy. But um, I get comments on it all the time. And it bothers me that people are commenting on it at all. But they also are like, that looks great. Like, did you do that on purpose? Mm -hmm. Did you dye it on purpose? Like, (laughs) So I find that to be an interesting shift that now men are getting new comments on their appearance when they didn't before. And I'm being praised for letting my hair go gray. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, so i was gonna say we are underestimating capitalism's role here because mm -hmm. what Dion said like there aren't just products for hey you want to look like a model come look like a model now you got a a natural hair movement right so what kind of products can we push for you to love your true natural hair (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and again like Mm -hmm. anything Amanda, you're going gray. I'm sure there is a shampoo out there for you <laughs> specifically totally. that yeah. will help your hair magnify whatever the less stress. But it gray? <laughs> there's no limit. Once you accept yourself, once you say, like, I want my hair to be as natural as possible, it's just a pivot. And it's like, okay, you can love your hair, but don't forget all of these ways that it can help you love your mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's ever evolving isn't it like a beautiful old tired system
0: <laughs> well, like an octopus that just wraps its tentacles around all of us and squeezes harder
1: that's yeah. right i mean it, it's that's a
0: it's right. a fractal like mm-hmm. it, you know once you think you're past one bit it just no. you know the fractal yeah. keeps yeah. going deeper and deeper forever the quote yeah. that is right on point from the from this article is We can see examples of this on social media, where it's common for women to be bombarded under the guise of self-love and self-care with advertisements for Botox and Pilates machines, advanced skincare wands, and organic hair growth serums. Such products don't serve to bring women close together. Instead, they promote self-preoccupation, negative social comparison, and rattling insecurity. That's yeah. the self love yeah. industry in a nutshell.
2: I was also just going to bring up that I just saw an article, and I think it was in the Times, about friends ghosting each other, which I actually do think is related to the kind of bullshit version of self sh- love that we've been. So ghosting, you know, is mainly talked about in regards to dating, but apparently friends ghost each other all the time. And this is like a huge problem and a source of loneliness for a lot of people because they've been excluded from their former friend groups or their, you know, best friends have just like dropped off communication and no one knows why and they don't get any explanation. And it's like wrecking people's mental health. But (laughs) the message... To people is if there's anyone who's like toxic, quote unquote, toxic in your life, cut them out, because it's better Mm -hmm. for you. Now that is, that is a method. Sure, like for like, therapists would advise you to not invite like abusive people in your life, but people are over utilizing that. And saying like anyone who bothers me at all is toxic and I'm going to cut them out of my life. And usually there's not like that level of a reason to cut someone out of your life.
1: I love what you're bringing up and where you brought this conversation. (laughs) I didn't make this connection, but just thinking about it, I'm like, we've become less tolerant of others. And I actually had this conversation with Allison because of the interaction we had with two other people. Where I'm like, I don't know if we want to blame social media, technology, also the pandemic. A lot of people now working from home, not directly in one another's space. And then, again, that preoccupation with yourself and your discomfort and your that we are tolerance and what we're willing to accept from others, I feel is so much lower. Again, you're thinking, well, if this is inconvenient to me, I'm not going to do it. And I also think that social skills, like, people would rather not communicate and not be honest. Like, they would rather just ghost them. They would rather not talk to their friends instead of dealing with that confrontation or just that direct communication Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. again, you could use the explanation, well, it wasn't worth my energy. Mm -hmm. Like, you hear that a (laughs) lot. Like people talking about totally. your identity, which is true, right? I'm not out here promoting having toxic friends.
2: Right. But someone who's annoying is different from someone who's toxic and abusive.
1: <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And I also think that you owe the person, like, if you don't want to hang out with them, just say that. Like right. you do owe them. Right. I'm, maybe owe is too strong of a word, but like people deserve to be treated a certain way. I yeah. would want to be communicated with if I'm annoying someone, if... I'm asking too much of someone I would want them to tell me instead of just not responding from three to four days and hoping I picked up the hint like <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah and and I think you're to your point, and you're saying like I don't know who to blame but technology is definitely helping us do this more easily right because everybody communicates through text message or you know on social media or whatever and so it's really easy now to because we don't see each other in communal spaces very often unless you're talking about like you're i don't know maybe you have kids and you interact with the parents of the friends of those kids but like for a lot of people you can very easily just like not run into anyone <laughs> and so the only point of communication would be through technology and it's so easy to just stop doing that
0: yeah and, and so i i guess i mean the, the connection here is that the social normalization of you know, navel gazing, as Amanda phrased it, or, or you know, whatever version of of self-love focus you want is that it gives people the totally wrong impression, like it's okay or healthy for them mm-hmm. in the long run to cut people out of their own lives kind of willy-nilly as though there's like an infinite store of friends who are just going to like, well, I'll just replace them with some other friend. And I, I feel like that might be something that young people are more prone to do and older people are like, oh my God, hold on to your friends. You'll never make another one. <laughs> Don't you understand what adulthood is? You can't make friends after you're out of school. Like, but even, but even I, No, older no people one's made are, a new friend in 10 years. Yeah,
2: But even older people are doing this, at least, at least from the, the ghosting article I was reading. It's like, you know, people in their 50s and 60s in a friend group that they've known for decades and someone just gets cut out. Holy crap. Like <laughs> that's messed up.
0: Well, that's that's pretty I mean it's 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 more inexcuse or I mean I the bar needs to be higher yeah. obviously, but yeah. I mean like for for an older person who knows damn well that there aren't just like new people wandering into your life all the time, mm-hmm. that, like they you would hope that those people would would really think hard before kicking people out, but but social factors are strong.
1: I have to make this connection just so that we can laugh at this together or whatever, right? (laughs) So the companies that are selling you the messaging to take care of yourself, love yourself, spend money to do such, and therefore you're, you know, isolating yourself. Like, why are you so annoyed with your friends? Why are you so irritable? Why do you want space? Why do you need to protect your energy? Because you're using that energy for labor. <laughs> and you're working for those fucking companies that are going to turn around. <laughs> and then just because I worked in mental health and so I got to connect it there. My mental health organization sold packages to those companies to teach their employees about self-care. So again, they can stop missing work for mental health.
0: Produce Ooh. more,
1: you know, labor, and cut off these toxic people from their lives, so they can just do that. Um, yeah, again, all forms of beautiful capitalism interlinked.
0: Aaron, I don't. I, what you're saying is making me uncomfortable, and I don't know that I have the energy to deal with you
1: right now. Jay, I'm I'm sorry. I can't afford to lose any more friends. Like, I'm not going anywhere,
0: but. That's it for today's free sample. There's lots more of that particular episode, as well as there being dozens of past bonus episodes that you get access to in your feed the minute you sign up as a new member. Paying members are who make this entire show possible, and so these bonus episodes are a fun way to say thanks to them for their support. In addition to those full bonus episodes, members also get bonus clips in every single regular episode, as well as there being no ads in the regular show. If you would like to be our newest member, you can sign up at com slash support. You can use our Patreon page, or you can do it from right inside the Apple Podcast app. And links to get there are right in our show notes. And if you can't afford membership, I offer free financial hardship memberships. Just drop me an email to J at com, and we will get you set up, no questions asked. Or again, to sign up and support the show and our ability to give away free financial hardship memberships visit us at slash support thanks for listening